Greetings and salutations. This is Isha with Hope Speaks, and you are tuned into episode 10. Thank you so much for joining me today. I truly appreciate everyone that's come through and decided to be a listener in this podcast. I think as of recently, there's been this, there's been so much calamity going on in the world. There's been so much confusion, heartache. And if listening to my podcast brings you a little closer to feeling okay, then I feel like I've done my job. So I want to start off this podcast with a poem. The name of it is Foss. Scorn is serious. Once a heart is broken, it's the equivalent of gluing a porcelain vase back together. It can no longer hold water. You can always see the cracks. That's the nature of romance derailed. It isn't easy, but if you're still in love, it's worth fighting for sometimes. Vase. I think a lot of times when we're hurt, we want to hold on to that hurt. We place blame in different places. We don't want to forgive people for their wrongdoing. But as time's gone on, I found that it costs more to hold on to her than it does to let go. And in that same breath, I've been guilty of this many times. So what I'm trying to do as of late is trying to find a way to be a little more graceful when it comes to forgiving people. Maybe it's a process, so it doesn't happen overnight. Not even maybe, it is a process, and it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't go as quickly as I want it to. But just the fact that I'm trying to forgive, that I'm moving forward, that I'm not holding on. Because a lot of times it's easy to stay stuck in a repetitive situation when you don't let go of things. If you're mad at someone, you can still be in that relationship with that person for years. You know the relationship shot. You just think you're bringing them pain, so you stay in there. But it hits a point where you wonder, is it worth being disappointed? You question if you're truly happy. And I wanted to bring up Mark eleven twenty five. And when ye stand praying, forgive. If ye have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. And why did I read that verse? Because at the bottom of many of our souls lies hurt. And because of that hurt, we act out, we get mad, we drink, we smoke. When I say we, that's not everybody, but it's clearly some people, right? We stay in these repetitive circles of negativity. For a long time, I can be honest, I was mad at the people who hurt me when I was in school. And that was years past. It really took God cleaning me up, dusting me off, shaking me out for me to look at the situation and think. A lot of people who hurt me were unhappy. They were going through things. And I couldn't see that. 
But as you get older, you realize that you're better for going through that. That it made you stronger, that it made you more self-aware, that it made you more capable of having defenses that you wouldn't have had had you never been scorned. But you don't have to stay in that place. You can still have all those memories, but you can build forward from that. Pain doesn't last forever. Hurt doesn't last forever. Tears don't last forever. But God does. And his love and his forgiveness and his mercy, that lasts a lifetime. So why not work towards spending a lifetime with God And beyond that, instead of focusing on people that hurt you for a season. Sometimes a season can last for years if you don't get out the situation quick enough. Don't let one thing keep you bound for decades. I know some women who say they hate men because of how their father wasn't there, because of how their brother treated them, because of how their cousins mistreated them, because of what a man did to them. How could you hate a whole group of people over what one person did. That's bitterness. And bitterness will never get you anywhere but pain. People can move on, they can grow, they can develop, and you'll still be in the same pain. And there are these times when I think, at what point does pain get to be too much for the human soul to bear? With that being said, I would like us to all reflect on ways in which we can forgive one another who've hurt us if we haven't done that already. And I have another poem for you. It's a shorty, but it's a goodie, because y'all know I like some short poems. Um, Next week when I come back, I'll try to read y'all some longer poems that I think y'all might like. Name of this poem is Changing Nature. Chip away at the block. Little by little, day by day, it will take form, becoming something different, something new, something that a transforming soul once knew before it was altered, before faith and hope grew. And that is the nature of change. Again, the name of that poem is Changing Nature. You know, for a long time, I used to think that holding on to hurt made me stronger. I don't even know why I thought something that that weird, but I thought, okay, if I stay mad forever, that's going to build my character because I'll never forget. Then it hit me one day. I don't need to stay mad to never forget. All I need to do is move on. Because there's a strength and there is a power in growing and letting go of hurt and not spending all your days in the same place spiritually. And reaching for something beyond what you knew before. And I hope that people realize just because you hold on to something. That doesn't mean. That you can't move forward the next day. Or the next day or the day after that. Sometimes we get so used to pain being there. We think it's a part of our souls. We think that it's the very base that we're built upon. But if that's the base, we're standing on shaky ground. And if that's the base, then that means that our foundation is cracked. You can't expect to have a better life holding on to yesterday's 
pains, to yesterday's hurts, to the malicious words that someone said to you who didn't care for you anyway. You're better than that. God values you. And sometimes we forget that. When God loves us, we don't need man. When God loves us, we don't have to worry about the hurts and the pains we've been through. When God loves us, we can sow mercy even when people are being indecent. When God loves us, we don't need the world to lean on because we're not of the world, we're living in the world. When God loves us, we understand that tomorrow can be brighter than today because God made it. And it's because of that love that I'm able to forgive all those who did me dirty. And I pray they forgive me too, because you know, a girl got a mouth on her. I was, you know, I didn't take everything lying down and thank God I didn't. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry. That's a side note. I'm not going to lie to you. Jesus is still working on me, but I'm just being honest here. Okay. So the next poem I'm going to read, I wrote this during resurrection um, weekend, last weekend. But I didn't share it with y'all. I should have shared it a little earlier, but I hope you still like it anyway. The name of this poem is Child of the King. You are valuable. Every hair on your head counted. All your triumphs and failures dearly noted. The black charcoal will soon turn into a diamond when pressure is applied. The shine of it will reflect off of dim places, creating a light where none existed. You are the bright twinkle in the distance, showing from afar, signaling the lost and downtrodden to a place and a person that is willing to hear them. Your prayers stand in the gap for many, a friend to those who never had any person that cared. You are welcoming because your smile is always there. It checks on people and reassures them that everything will be okay. Your eyes relate the truth with simple glances, giving people hope for second chances. When you speak to others and show concern for their well-being, relating respect and kindness from the beginning, no matter the struggle, you find a way to be supportive, being a blessing to others in their time of need. You are a child of the King. Jesus died so you could live more abundantly. Again, the name of that poem is Child of the King. So I think at this point, I you know, I, I, I ain't gonna lie, I've been looking, I've been looking at the world from a different point of view. Um, since the passing of my since the passing of my father. You know, when I tell you he had my back until there was nothing left to have, I mean that. He was a good dad. Even when I wasn't that good of a daughter, he was a great dad. Yes, there was days when he got on my nerves, but that was my dad. <laughs> okay? For better or for worse. For worse or for better. For good or bad weather, that was my father. And I thank God for showing me enough mercy and kindness and love to provide me with a man in my life that cared for me and let me know what it felt like to be someone no matter how much money I had in my pocket, no matter what my clothes looked like, and sometimes they look bad, no matter what my hair was looking like, no matter what I was doing in my personal life, I had a father that cares. And now that my dad's gone, I still 
have a father who cares, and that's my heavenly father. My father from the beginning. Before the the foundation of the earth was formed, I had someone who loved me. And I'm a better person for it. So, I'm going to read y'all another poem. I'm doing a short podcast today, so hopefully y'all are okay with that. Name of this next poem is God's Door. For every door I have faced, let me start over. For every closed door I have faced, God has opened another. So I don't worry about tomorrow. It's already in good hands. And I'm not talking about all state. Every day hasn't been easy. But to wake up to the light of the rising sun is a blessing. And every mistake is a lesson. Because I always lean and fall into the warm arms of his mercy and grace. Delighted in the beauty of his unseen face. Even when I had no home in his kingdom, there is space. And that's the beauty of God's door. Thank you. This is shorty, but hopefully y'all thought it was a goodie anyway. Um, I've been noticing as of late that whenever I get online, I see so much negativity, like in the comments, in the videos, you name it, I see negativity and I think to myself, how y'all really living? I mean, how many more times am I going to go to a, a YouTube video go to Facebook, go to Instagram and see so much negativity and wonder how blackened is these people's souls? When you talk about people like they ain't worth nothing, when you speak of people so ill that it makes me question whether you even value your own self, it gets to a point where I wonder, are you okay? Matter of fact, is the world that we're living in okay? Because when people are able to make all these comments anonymously, right? Face unseen. They feel as though it doesn't affect them to speak ill of each other. But it does. We need to start praying for each other again and not praying to the devil either because that stuff ain't getting nobody nowhere. Let's be clear. The devil seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. His plan hasn't never changed. You can't change the nature of the devil. The devil is evil. He doesn't like man. He doesn't care for man. He hates human beings. There is no way in this world that you can serve the devil and expect to be happy. You can't serve the devil and and sleep at night. You can't serve the devil and, and have a healthy, happy family. Not inside. When people serve the devil, it corrupts their soul. It distorts their eyesight. And I'm talking about their spiritual eyesight. It, 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 it contorts the very nature of their being. Because serving the devil is to serve yourself is to serve a principality a demon a a a, a evil doer a nail do well as it were that doesn't care for you the devil hates you and he hates you because hate is all he knows because love isn't hidden his heart because he has no heart because he's demonic he is the father of lies he will never speak well of you think well of you value you no matter what you do for the devil in his demonic kingdom he will never like you he doesn't like people he's a person hater therefore to be aligned with the devil is in nature to be a hater of man irregardless so i get sick and tired of hearing people talk about how they don't believe in god and and they rather serve 
whoever served himself, served the I, the iPhone, the iMac, the I this, the I that. Everything's an I society. And they don't realize in serving themselves, they serve the Baphomet. Because at some point you have to look in the mirror and think, where's my value? Do I care for others? And if I don't care for others, do I care for myself? We have to start looking in the mirror and thinking of ourselves as more than just existing to serve self. We have to make an effort to love people. Even when it hurts, even when they even when they doing wrong. I'm not saying don't defend yourself against people that are out of hand. I'm saying love others. So the next the name of the next poem I'm going to read is called Travel with Hope. Ride on, move forward, traverse to destinations unseen, only experienced in dreams, inch closer to desires placed in your heart, push through valleys, pedal up mountains, thrive in the midst of the wilderness, sail over running rapids as robust waterways swell, let the dirt road build your level of endurance, the challenge will make you reach higher, the time spent fighting will make you travel lighter, because smooth highways and byways are meant for driving. But it is the difficult terrain that builds us, shaping our hard days into faith and trust, creating a spirit that can withstand the journey in a no man's land. Travel with hope. Thank you. And you know, there's a beauty in waking up each morning. Because every morning you wake up, you know you still got it longer day ahead of you you know you still got more growing to do more places to visit more people to see more love to give and more love to receive and you got to be thankful for that because some mornings you might not wake up when I say some mornings I mean there may not be a morning when you wake up it might just be the end and whatever you've accomplished on this earth I hope you're proud of it matter of fact I hope God's proud of it because if you're not you got a problem you don't want to wake up one morning and realize it's over and open your eyes in hell. There's a lot of people who didn't make it and they opened their eyes in hell. Yes, I'm going to talk about hell. Hell is a real place. Don't, don't, don't fall into all these, you know, well, as long as you're um, a decent person and um, don't, don't fall into all that mess. There's a lot of people you think you're decent, but your ways are not God's ways. The flesh can be very deceiving. All the while that you spend chasing after one thing, God may not even have that in his plan for you. Don't be deceived by the devil telling you that you don't need to walk righteously with God in order to be in the presence of him. Because you're going to figure out who you serve when you die and you don't want to be in the wrong direction. We are spiritual beings having a physical experience in these bodies. We're not in a situation where we can continue to act as though we're not spiritual beings. We're in physical bodies, but we're spiritual. So don't get caught up looking at all the other stuff. This world is temporary. Your stay on this world is temporary. Before God formed this world, before he started recreating it and it was devoid of life, it didn't have us here. 
So don't think that something's going to last forever just because you're living in the present. Nothing lasts forever but the love and mercy of Jesus Christ. Unless you didn't die, then you, know, then you clearly didn't ran up your mercy ticket. But it will die in sin. But up until then, right, you have so many opportunities to turn it around. Don't let people out here caught up in what they're doing convince you that God isn't real. When I say God, I mean the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Don't let people convince you that Christ isn't who he is. Because there may come a day and a time where you don't have a friend in your corner. Where you don't have a mother or a father, sister or a brother, a cousin or a nephew, and it's just you. And when you look in something in the eye that you can't describe and that you can't fight off without the power of Christ... Don't be scared to call on who you know will defend you. Because all this other stuff is a facade. We got these cell phones now. We got Facebook. We got Instagram. We got Twitter. But a lot of us don't have Christ. So we have nothing. Because without Christ, all this stuff is nothing. It's already nothing. Nowadays, people are so focused on electronics, they only want to spend time with the Lord. They want to run to the phone. They want to run to everything but God. Then they wonder why they spirit jacked up. Then they wonder why these witches and warlocks putting curses on them like 40 going north. Because a lot of people are devoid of spiritual power, and that can only come from Jesus Christ. Because when you tapping into dark demonic stuff, and you know that people don't know nothing about God, And when you know that they have no power outside of lip talk, you know that they're an open vessel ready to be tapped into, ready to be taken over. A lot of people, they out here demonically filled and charged. They out here running around with demons they didn't even give consent to be in their body to because they don't know who God is. Or because they serve in God half-heartedly. Do not partially serve God. To be lukewarm is to be turned off. And to be turned off is to be vulnerable to the wiles of the evil one. Do not be out here thinking that these demons will not try to take your head clean off. I'm sick and tired of going to church with people and they want to act like they love the Lord and they ain't never seen his glory and fell down and submitted themselves to it. Don't come up to me talking about the love of God and you ain't sacrificed everything for it. Everything. Every day I'm being burned. Every aspect of me is being burned and cleansed out. Everything that I used to be has been altered. The person I used to be, the things I used to do, the toxic love that I used to make has been altered. If you're not willing to sacrifice everything and lay it before the feet of the Father, don't talk to me about God. Do not. I do not have time to worship God half-heartedly and then act like it's all good. It's not good. The only thing good is God. I'm sick and tired of going to church with people who don't want to put it at the feet of God. Their sins, their heartache, their pain. Don't talk to me about a Jesus that you partially loving. You a part-time lover. You a every other day prayer. You a sometimes the Bible reader. And we in the last days. Don't play with me. 
Because the God I serve died on the cross. He already paid for my sins. The question is, do I want to be forgiven? How do we expect blessings from a God and we've never sought him? I get sick of people being in the world talking to me about, oh, it's a beautiful Sunday. It's good to see you, sister. Okay, yeah, it is a beautiful Sunday. It is good to see you. But why after that is always filled with all this negativity? I remember after my dad died, somebody walked up to me in church. They said, oh, I can see that you're not doing well. You're not doing well, huh? And I had some time to think about it. I was like, why didn't she just pray for me? Why is he trying to get me to lull and to bathe in my pain? Why would you do that? Why would you even walk up to somebody and say something like that? And then we wonder why we're walking around with sickness in our body. The sickness in our body is a reflection of the, of the issues in our soul. Let God take care of it. Sometimes we are under demonic attack. And sometimes we ain't deserve that. But some of this stuff, people just want to bathe in self-pity. I don't have time to be pitiful. I got too much stuff coming to my front door. I, I'm not going to be pitiful for nobody. If you ain't talking about the love of the Lord, then what are you talking about? You ain't talking to me. I get sick of that. I'm sick and tired. It's so bad. I just started praying for people. Sometimes people talk to me. I'll be, oh, okay, that's that's wonderful. And now I just start praying for them. I don't have time to sit up here and to let people get me into a space where I'm pitying myself. God ain't showing me no pity. God only showed me mercy, baby. So get away from me with that pure pitiful spirit. Then you want to wonder why people ain't come to church the way they should. Why people only come to church on Easter. I don't believe in Easter. I don't celebrate Estar. Who is that? A fertility goddess? Sacrificing babies? I ain't got time for it. Look it up if you don't know. I'm not going to break it down for you, but I, 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 I do research. How long are we going to sit up here and act like it's okay to worship multiple gods? Every single time it's time for people to pray, they run into the pastor. Don't run to the pastor. The pastor using up all his oil on you, you supposed to be praying for him. You're supposed to be praying for yourself, praying for your own children, praying for your own soul salvation. You want to run to the pastor, not a pastor up there tired, getting wrinkles on his forehead, praying for you. And you ain't never did nothing besides put a little bit of money in the collection plate. Baby, pray for yourself. Pray for those around you. Be filled with the spirit of the Holy Ghost so that when evil comes to your door, you got something to meet it with. Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty in the pulling down of strongholds. Don't play. Let that Holy Ghost fill you up where man has left you depleted. Okay, I had to get that off my chest. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all know I had to go there today. So the last poem I'm going to read before I sign off is called Overflowing Love. The fire burns to light the dark corners of the world, to replace unbelief with power. To give birth to the truth of a sinner's prayer, laying open the damage inside the human soul that many never saw was there. His hand is ever changing, a love that overflows like running water. Turn the faucet to the max, so it pours out, and thirsty hearts are able to bathe in the overflow of God. Drenched from head to toe in favor and mercy that goes beyond human comprehension. Vulnerable before the king who loved you no matter your condition. Because he cared just that much. Overflowing.
love. Thank you for your time. I truly appreciate y'all being here with me for episode 10. I know I be talking crazy sometimes, but I just want y'all to know the truth. If God takes me tomorrow, I want you to know how I feel today. And I thank you for tuning in. May God bless you. Know that you are not alone, that I done been through many perils. And God hasn't let me down, nor left me defeated. All right, have a nice one, y'all. Bye. Oh, and I'm sorry for the background noise. I'm sure you heard some. Sometimes real life comes before the quality of sound. Have a nice one. Bye.